Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez at NPR West in Culver City. Charging documents filed by the San Francisco District Attorney's Office are revealing new details about the man who allegedly attacked House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, early Friday morning at the Pelosi's San Francisco residence. Prosecutors say David DePap, an ardent believer in far-right conspiracy theories, claimed he was on a suicide mission with plans to kidnap Speaker Pelosi. He told police that he knew Pelosi was second in line to the presidency and, quote, we've got to take them all out. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins filed a protective order to keep DePap away from the Pelosi's. This was not a a random residential burglary. Um, He specifically sought out their home. He sought out the speaker. And DePap allegedly also planned to target other state and federal elected officials and a Bay Area professor. DePap entered a not guilty plea yesterday and is due back in court on Friday. And, by the way, the Washington Post was the first to report that there are Capitol Police cameras around the Pelosi residence with live feeds. But none of them were being monitored when the residence was broken into. Earlier this week, we told you about voter fraud concerns among some people in Northern California's Shasta County. This morning, we return to Shasta County and hear about so-called voter integrity groups. The members of the groups claim they're looking to root out fraud. But are such efforts really about voter intimidation? Eric Newman of Jefferson Public Radio reports. Kathy Darling-Allen first heard about the door knockers in late September. The Shasta County clerk says she got reports of three residents' homes being visited in the small town of Anderson and one in Redding. Two people came to their front door, knocked on their door wearing yellow kind of reflective vests and uh, IDs around their neck that say voter task force. And they're pretty aggressively questioning the people who live there. She says the handful of residents felt singled out and targeted by the voter groups. This is not a situation where the folks were going door to door. They they drove to their their homes, got out of the car right in front of their homes, that kind of thing. Darling Allen says the targeted door knocking happening in Shasta County amounts to voter intimidation and could be illegal under California election laws. She reported the incidents to state and federal authorities. Similar so-called voter integrity groups have been active just north of here in southern Oregon. At least some of these actions were inspired by national activists. One is Doug Frank, a conspiracy theorist who has been traveling the country promoting the idea that there is widespread fraud occurring in elections across the U.S. My specialty is coaching local groups on finding real, actionable election fraud. Fraud they can take to their sheriffs, their election officials, and local courts. Frank visited Shasta County in mid-September before County Clerk Kathy Darling-Allen heard about the door knocking. He wore his trademark American flag bow tie and gave a presentation to the Shasta County Board of Supervisors. Frank says he uses election records and census data to look for irregularities in voting records. 
Then he compiles local addresses for canvassers to check for voter fraud. The local citizens will be bringing you hundreds of cases of undeniable fraud. There's no evidence to support Frank's accusations that local elections were stolen. And the analysis behind his conclusions is flawed, says Justin Grimmer, a political science professor at Stanford. There's no truth to Doug Frank's claims. Grimmer has written several papers about Frank's methodology. He says it's based on a mathematical analysis of voting numbers that will, in essence, always suggest that there's been manipulation, whether those numbers come from Shasta or any other election. It's just that he's chosen a statistical method that will always give a a particular value. And he's decided to interpret that as evidence of fraud when really it's not evidence of much of anything. Despite these voter integrity groups looking for fraud in the 2020 election, Grimmer says this is also meant to discredit future campaigns. I think a lot of the work that he's doing now, including talking regularly with election officials throughout the country and mobilizing these local activists is to lay the groundwork for objections to 2022. Ryan Ronco is the clerk of Placer County, east of Sacramento, another place Doug Frank focused on to recruit residents. He says if they're concerned, residents should come to his office to see how Placer County protects the vote. I just think that it's a shame if people feel that the election is rigged without coming into their local office to at least ask the questions. When residents do that, he says, they generally leave satisfied that their local election is being run safely. Ronco says right now it's on every California registrar to increase their transparency. So that we can be able to begin this process of allowing people who feel disenfranchised or disengaged from the process right now back in so that their voices can be heard. Voters in California can call their local clerk's office to arrange a tour. They can also be an observer on Election Day. For The California Report, I'm Eric Newman. Eric's story is part of a project from the California Newsroom. That's a collaboration of California's public radio stations, NPR, and the website CalMatters. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice fulfill his oath, or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Stanford officials say they're reviewing safety procedures after a man posing as a student managed to live in several dorms on campus for almost a year. William Curry, who reportedly graduated from high school in Alabama last year, was finally escorted off campus last week. Curry was not only maintaining a stable relationship with a a Stanford student, but he was also actively a part of several friend groups. Um, You know, he was DMing people about homework assignments. He, at times... Uh, even showed up to classes in person, according to reports from students. What's really remarkable is the fact that he was genuinely a part of this campus, and people genuinely felt that they knew him. That's Theo Baker, who writes for the Stanford Daily. 
So motivation is the question everyone's asking right now. Why would somebody want to do this? And the answer is, we don't really know. Curry himself was elusive uh, with his answers. We confronted him several times um, directly, and his motivation each time was a little bit different. At one point, he claimed essentially that he just wanted to get the Stanford experience. And Theo Baker says Curry was thrown off campus several times by security, but kept coming back. You can read Baker's reporting at stanforddaily.com. And that is this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, November 2nd, a day where it's actually raining and snowing in many areas of the state, which is good news. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez at NPR West. Thanks so much for listening. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel Falcor 2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-hosts cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.